table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, in Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello and welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say, say so. so. There you go. 404 at number 404-603-8770. Live on Periscope, live on Facebook. Got a lot to get into today. Uh, NBA, lots been going on in the last 24 hours with the draft coming up Wednesday. Free agency kicked off at noon Eastern Standard Time. Then we got an NFL. Surprisingly, from the Arizona Cardinal game, there was one thing that happened that was bigger than the catch. We'll get into that. I'm hot. All I got to <laughs> say is about y'all follow us on Twitter. I'm hot. Just look at the week of picks for the last two weeks. I'm hot. Like, Why you ain't in Vegas then? I might be there. You never know. <laughs> COVID. I'm on a trade case. <laughs> they, got a, they got an app for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, no, when I say I'm hot. You only missed one one game yesterday. We'll talk about that one. We'll exactly. talk about we that miss one. one. We, well, yeah, we'll talk about but that one. But I don't mind missing that one. Come my boy, keep my boy alive. We're talking, talking bad about the last about. two weeks. Keep uh, on going. <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, a couple of awards were given out. We'll get into that. And also, groundbreaking news in MLB. We'll get into that. That uh, happened down in uh, Miami. Uh, but what we'll start with is PGA. Uh, congratulations to Dustin Johnson. You called that one. Hot. Dustin Johnson won the Masters. Well, I'll be going honest. away. I said 40% Justin, 60% <laughs> the field. So I will, you know what I mean? It's on tapes. So I can't take all the credit, but I had, I had Justin, though. Dustin. I'm Dustin sorry. Johnson. See, he don't even know his name. Now, Dustin, now how he let Dustin, you know. Dustin, he was just like, ah, that guy. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, Dustin did good in the Honda Classic. That's why I went He came in second, yeah. Yeah, so. And uh, all the talk, of course, was about Bryson DeChambeau. He's the guy that hits the ball 400 yards, no exaggeration. Uh, what what, how he would? What we say? What's the? What's the? What's the <laughs> it's still Augusta, though. No, but what would you say? You you hit far for what? Drive for dough. Drive for dough? No, drive for, for show. show. Put for dough. Put for dough. He did a whole lot of showing. <laughs> he did a lot. And even last week we were talking about some of the holes that he contemplated playing going down another fairway on certain places because you know you can hit it that far and you can come back across on certain ones gives you a better angle but Augusta National took it personally you saw all the memes with Jordan about taking it personally and that's one of the things that I give him after his first round started real bad for him to come back and finish uh, above par in and red numbers was good, but it's just one of those places that having 
extensive course knowledge helps. We saw that with the aging wonder in um, Bernhard Langer, 63 years old, oldest guy to make the cut at the Masters, uh, finished three under for the round, and was uh, near the leaderboard after the first round, uh, close to the top. So, you know, it, it, again, it's, and of course, his average off the tee was around 247, I want to say, and DeChambeau was like three-something. But yet, they fin at, after all four rounds were concluded, finished the same. You're talking about somebody 63 as compared to somebody 27. So that just goes to show you that it's about knowing the course, knowing how to move around the course as opposed to just having pure power. So you, so you, what you call it, the shambo, um, the equivalent of, um, what's the, the Rockets ex-head coach? Dan Tony. Come Dan Tony. So you can come up with all types of small ball. Small ball or whatever. Well, that's what I said but last at, week. But at the end of the day, you gotta have a big man. <laughs> you gotta run some you got you know That's every, what I said. Every like, sport has its tradition if on this what you gotta do. If this works, then every kid will be just trying to go for power. And it didn't work out. But again, this is so the equivalent of that once again is the Rockets playing small ball. It works in the regular season because you're seeing a different team every third night. When you get in the playoffs and it's in a series, then that's a potential seven games. It's X's night. and O's. Correct. Yeah. So, yes, that might work against playing the Houston Open or playing Torrey Pines or playing um, Pebble Beach. Or a, smaller, or, a smaller course. No, not even a smaller course, just another course. But this is Augusta. This is the Masters. It's it's totally different. Again, it is the only major that is played in the same place every single year. And you saw a difference in how Dustin Johnson, again, shot a 20 over, won by four, five strokes, which was the largest margin of victory. Tied for the largest margin since uh, Tiger Woods back in 97, which he broke Tiger's record. Tiger and Jordan Spieth both uh, had 18 under was the course record at the time. Dustin shot a 20 under, and he was the first to get to 19 under at any point, uh, 20 under, excuse me, at any point during the tournament, held on to win. But it's something about playing it every year that makes it not only unique and different as well. They've quote unquote tiger proofed it uh, about 10 years ago, trying to add length to certain holes and everything. But <laughs> speaking of Tiger, uh, even on Sunday, Number 12, the par three. He took a 10 on that. He put three in the water. You know, he stepped up there last year, and that's essentially where he won the tournament. He put it in the middle of the green on 12 while everybody else faltered around him. That allowed him to win. And it's it's not a difficult hole. It's over water, but it's only 150 yards sometimes. You know, those guys can do that in their sleep half the time. But, again, if there's wet conditions, which it was, the ball is going to land exactly where it is. If this is normally in April, then maybe they take one less club and, you know, try and, you know, hit it and draw it back some. The wind was not a factor, which is normally the case at Augusta. It came in a little bit um, on the back nine about the last few holes, but by that point, Dustin Johnson had already won it. And you could see on, it was great for him. So on, what was it, six? 
that he bogeyed or struggled to get up and down. And then um, M, the um, young Asian guy who, excuse me, ironically is moving to Atlanta, he didn't capitalize on number six, which could have cut the lead to like two. And the crowd's not being there. That plays a lot into it. So if M had got up and down and, you know, the crowd starts cheering for him and Dustin is, again, like, man, in the back of my mind, I've had a 54-hole lead in a major and have never won. Uh, he, had, uh, he does have the U.S. Open on his belt, but he wasn't in the lead. He came uh, from behind to win. So, again, those things start to play in your mind when you have the crowd gasp. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, here we go again. And that's the whole purpose of the cat at this point, which was his brother who was able to, to keep him calm. He, uh, his brother mentioned that he never told him where he was on the leaderboard. He never said, you know, somebody's only two strokes back. We need to, might, might need to go for this one, you know, to put ourselves ahead. Never told him, and Dustin said he never asked either until they walked up 18. Then he put, you know, then he knew it was over, yeah. obviously. And he had a five-stroke lead at that particular point in time. So that was the best thing for him to keep him even killed because if the crowd gas and then they cheer for somebody else, your natural reaction is to look at the leaderboard. And now you're looking like, oh, I'm only up two. You know, now I have to go out and put pressure on them instead of letting the pressure of them come to me. It's the difference between the hunted and the hunter. Yeah. And I think for, for Dustin, that's, that kept him cool, calm, and collected and allowed him to win. And then the ability to go through A-man corner, which is uh, 12, 13, and 14, to, to birdie those, to really just put it out of place, even on uh, 15, you know, missing to the right. Where of course, if you miss to the left, you could easily lose two strokes at this point. So playing smart when you have the lead allowed him to get his second major in his first green jacket. He he said that he was nervous. Of course, all the emotions came once he put the jacket on when you finally realize, okay, I can, I can take a breath and exhale because I've actually done something that all my life has been a dream of mine. If any golfer tells you they want to win a major tournament, the first answer will always be the Masters. It'll always be Augusta because <laughs> it's just something special about going there and playing there. It's the it's the Super Bowl of golf. Yeah. Not saying that the other majors aren't aren't good and you don't want to win them, but if there is one that you want to win, is that one. Well, I know he was also emotional and crying because he just pursed eleven and a half million. Oh, that a half well, crying and well, she yeah. getting a, she getting that oh, money. See, there you go. <laughs> there Paulina getting go. that. She don't need it. She, she got that Gretzky she money. She got that Gretzky money. She don't need none of that. She got her own ice to, sky to, to skate on. <laughs> Let that man have his money. Let that man have his green money. He ain't money. get none of that. He ain't get none of that. <laughs> Let that man have go, his green he money. Go, he ain't going to have that. He ain't going to be able to enjoy it. No. He's going to see the check and that's it. Huh? That's it. He going to see the deposit and be like, whoop, that was good. She'll give him a little bit. She'll give him some of it. She'll give him a, a third of it. Don't let him, don't, don't let him do that. <laughs> she wasn't on the golf course swinging the pole. <laughs> Yeah, but she was watching her daddy be a legend on the ice, though. She wasn't on the golf course swinging the pole. I need a Drake song on that. 
<laughs> wasn't with him in the gym shooting. <laughs> Eleven and a half million, baby. Put that's a lot. And, and the, the crazy part is, it's the <laughs> how much would it make to make that jacket? Probably about fifteen dollars to make that green jacket. I mean, it's it, it's crazy that you get eleven million dollars, but the thing is that fifteen dollar jacket is worth more than anything in the world. Uh, I'm not sure the actual cost, but I'm to make a, a jacket. Fifteen dollars. Yeah, depending on what you're making it. I wonder if they make it in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. Shots fired, boy. I tell you. I just hit listen. <laughs> what my man say? Check under the hood. Check under the hood. <laughs> <laughs> wonder where it's, it was made over here. Yeah, maybe twenty-five, <laughs> fifty. But it was made overseas. Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. You gotta ship it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with Amazon, you pay with Amazon Prime is free. free. <laughs> but it, it's amazing that that jacket is worth so, yeah, so much, much that, you know, out of all the... Now, you do get a trophy uh, along with that, but nobody even the cares put, about I'm the trophy. The jacket on next year. We had a jacket. Now... He's going to do a little tour. He probably go to, what, uh, Good Morning America, uh, uh, you know, a couple of... Couple of the morning place. shows. Right. Um, unfortunately, who knows how many because of because of COVID. But he'll be on a few. Right. Lisa do some Zoom callings. Correct. But yeah, it's all about the jacket. Then it's about next year and you know being part well, of that. In April and what's less than six months. So who gonna pick out the dinner, him or her? Oh. oh. <laughs> See you low down. You low down. You know, just just all that ass. Yeah, because the, the the champion gets to pick the dinner for the press champions come in. Uh, what do we? Uh, Tiger had his normal fajitas, fajitas and sushi roll. Children's meal. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dustin Justin loves sandwiches, so they were teasing about that too. That oh, he loves man. sandwiches, so next year it's gonna be hoagies and. Can I sneak in a meal? <laughs> <laughs> I want some steak. Who who going to order the steak? Steak and lobster, and lobster shrimp you know? and everything. Yeah. I need the good stuff. I ain't come here for no <laughs> no number one. <laughs> you want extra ketchup with that? <laughs> no, I want that sriracha sauce. <laughs> and we gonna talk about you know a number one. Let's talk about a real number one. So, so to, hey, Rick, so to your point, maybe she do need to do the order. <laughs> she need to pick out the meal. I definitely don't want no sandwiches. Bad enough I had to have fajitas this year. I need to have something more than sandwiches. Well, she won't be a part of it, though, but hopefully she'll have Influencer. some input. Influencer. <laughs> uh, second was uh, Cameron Smith from Australia. Uh, great finish for him. Up and coming young guy who... Might be around for a little while. We, you know, you never know. It was good to see uh, the top three players in contention. Dustin is the world number one. Uh, Justin Thomas is two. I think Ron was three. So it was good to see all of them in contention. Yeah, Kepka was in there. And Kepka seven, was in there. The top ten. So some Roy, your boy Rory was fifth. Roy had a great uh, final round, uh, which allowed him to sneak back in there. Again, it can't be stated enough. You can't win it on round one, but you can definitely lose it on round one. You can have a bad first round that has you fighting uphill, fighting uphill the entire time. You know, we even see that in basketball. A team goes up by 30 
The other team makes a run and cuts it down to 10 in the last minute and a half. They're just too gassed of trying to come back. So the same thing with golf. You know, once you, you're you down on that first round, let's say you shoot even par, which is nothing to sneeze at, but everybody else is six and seven under. You start in the second round, six, seven back, it just makes that uphill climb, climb a lot harder to overcome. And now you're asking others to have the horrible back. rounds. Yeah. And even if they just even par one under, you're still playing catch up the entire time. Uh, I was, uh, I had picked Kepka because I thought that he had he had played enough rounds here. He he had the strength, and of course he was better than Bryson DeChambeau with his short game. Again, DeChambeau nothing taking nothing away from him. To bomb it, I think he had he had the longest drive. I think it was on the par five. Eight, if I remember correctly, like 370 or something. But his short game and his putting hasn't fully matured yet for him to so you rest have more. everything. You, rest more, you can get to the hole, get to the, hole, get the, hole, get to the rim. No, he no, more hardened. But no, no, hardened, not hardened, hardened complete. Hardened is hardened complete. You can't put hardened to the line. Harden got a mid range. But he gotta, can't win a championship with that style of play. So that's what I'm saying well, with that analogy. Well, Westbrook can't get to the get to the rim all day long, but he ain't got no short game. He ain't got no mid range. He ain't can't got no three. He ain't got no three. He got a mid range. He ain't got no three. Though. And he struggled at the three point line. So yeah. to to his point, <laughs> to that. if I can dunk all day, that look good. But then when I get older and I gotta start having a short game, it doesn't translate. It doesn't translate. Yeah, I think. But Bryson DeChambeau did win a major this year. So that's what I'm saying. He he has... Well, Harden went to the championship round. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to dump on him, man. Dump Harden, on. Nah. We going to dump on Westbrook. We going to dump on Harden. <laughs> nah, they both get the same smoke right now. <laughs> and you'll see why when we get to the NBA. They both get the same smoke. But no, I, either way, with uh, DeChambeau, work on that short game. If you can bomb it, you know, mm-hmm. that far... You're only using a wedge, you know, a couple of wedge shots, a nine iron at the most. If he's hitting going that far, in. if he's hitting that far, I'm gonna tell you how much I, I know now. If he's hitting it that far, he should be able to knock off a stroke on every hole. He should be able to knock off a shot on every hole. You would think, in theory, if you saying if you saying the 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 older gentleman went two sixty two he's going three hundred. That's almost a full shot, right? That's more than that. So. So if, if but if, it's all about how I, you play I, your next I, shot. I, no, I get it, but I'm just saying if it's a par five, right? And and, and more than likely, Langhart is laying up. He's yeah. not getting it there. So he's so he's playing par. Whereas I got a guy hitting the that far should be always playing for birdie. If not, for, it should be a tap in. It should yeah, be if he's hitting the that far, right. so he should be knocking off a shot per hole with that kind of distance. In theory, on par fives, yeah, par four. I mean, again, well, in par four, could, he should be knocking off almost two shots. No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, what's, because, what, what's the average length on the par four? Uh, lately, probably about four forty. So, so, I mean, I'm just saying. So, some holes they may, some holes might really be a par five, but they got a par. Well, four, there right? is one. Uh, uh, what is it? Number eleven is 500 yards, but it's downhill. I mean, it's 500 yards, but it's downhill uh, at Augusta. So you can hit it, you know, 275 and let it roll. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just, so on Sunday they got more of a roll as opposed to Thursday. Thursday was it was just wet. Friday, yeah, it, it landed. That's where it was. Uh, Friday you uh, you got a little bit, and you know as the the days went longer, you got a little bit more roll. But yeah, 
other I'm, than that, I'm just saying, and every course is different. I'm just saying, if 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 the average golfer on a par four is you know taking them a par, taking them four shots to get to that par, right? Mm-hmm. And if his first shot is cutting off, not uh, not half, but, but almost a, eighty yards, eighty yards to somebody less, else. Yeah, then he should technically always be in birdie contention. Should be. But that's all I'm saying. Right. You know what I mean? So, but if, if he's the, it, the older gentleman knows how to swing yeah, his club, yeah, knows it. his distances. So if he hits it 250, and we'll say it's 440, and his next one is 190, he knows that if I take this three iron, automatically know I can put it close. Because yeah. you know he, you know, 60 years, you are. You're setting your ways. You know how far you can hit it. You know exactly what each club can do, uh, depending on the conditions. But somebody who can just bomb it out there, if they don't practice their short game, then they're yes, they're taking a wedge and only you know needing uh, 120 yards. But if you putting it to the right and the pins to the left, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you got a harder, you got a harder. Part. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I understand you're, it. Yeah. You're not in contention yeah. as opposed to the other gentleman who might be older, who's putting his yeah. five feet from the hole every single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, granted, I'd rather par you to death. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then, but I'm just saying, if he's hitting it that far, you would think, in theory, though, he should be knocking off a shot per. I mean, yeah, a, a, an attempt per hole. Per hole. If he's hitting it that far consistently. Should be. Like, if I can hit it four hundred, if I can hit it three hundred some odd yards, then if I hit on a on a four hundred yard hole, I'm hitting it three hundred yards. If the other, if all the other golfers are at two fifty, and they're parring, I should be almost trying to eagle. In theory, right. But if you can't hit that club, yeah. you can't hit the club, and that's a crazy thing about golf. But I know you can hit it hard, but if you're not accurate with it, that it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, and. That's the one of the stats they always look for is greens and regulation, GIR. So that means yeah, on a par four, are you on the green in two? Mm-hmm. You're on a par five, are you there in three? three yeah. um, par three, are you there in one? That's the consistency, that's the accuracy that mm-hmm. you go for. And another thing is putts. You don't want to be one a person at three putts like Bryson DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, I got there in two on a par five. Yeah, but yeah. But if I'm three putting, I'm still only making par. That's not helping me, me win. Right. Yeah. So those two things, which is what Dustin Johnson did an excellent job this week, is um, hitting the fairways and greens and regulation. If you're consistently doing that, you're putting yourself in great position to win, not just the Masters, but any tournament. Because at some point, someone else is not going to have the same stats that you have. And coming in as the world number one, he had a he had a lot to prove at this particular tournament because he had just won the FedEx Cup, which I think has only happened one other time. I think who else? Oh, so he rich rich now. You Somebody else has won, won the, the FedEx, FedEx Cup and the um, Tiger, the, Mas- <laughs> uh, no, the Masters. Probably Tiger. We're talking Tiger. about the same year. Yeah, same year. Probably Tiger. It might have been Tiger. It is. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I don't even want a minute. You, <laughs> you sure be trying to switching time? Hey, hold on now. You want to talk about what happened to him on Sunday? No, 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 we're not talking, but you trying to you trying to you know what? his accomplishment. He's still stuck on 82. He's still stuck on 82 with Sam Snead. No, He's still don't, tied. Don't He's still tied. See? Don't get him. I was doing good. I was doing good. Just say Tiger. It's okay. You can say it. 
it's okay. But you know what? I will give Tiger a lot of credit after taking a 10 on the par 312 to come back and birdie the last four holes to finish one under. That showed a lot for me because that means going into coming back again in less than six months in April, he has a great shot of winning. Mm -hmm. And I haven't said that in a while. I mean, he always has a chance because it's, you know, it's Augusta. He has five jackets. He's only uh, one behind Nicholas for all time at the Masters of winning six. So coming in, he has 25%. If he wakes up, he has 25% chance of winning. Every day of the week. Right. (laughs) He has 25% chance of winning just because it's there. But because of that, it's all about momentum and knowing that and he played well Thursday and Friday. It was just Saturday, just whatever. It just it didn't it didn't click or whatever. And then Sunday it started that way. But to finish up that well, I'll actually give him a thirty percent chance of winning going into uh, April. So with all with the schedule all different now because of COVID, mm-hmm. um, and actually the weather for the most part did hold up. I mean, it had the, the one day that was. You know, with the rain delay in Thursday, delay, but the, for the most part, the weather was, especially Sunday, was great. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what's left now? <clears throat> excuse me. What, <clears throat> excuse me. What's left now? Um, nothing, right? Cause nothing. Because they, they did the FedEx and all that earlier. Correct. And they, so, that that stayed on schedule. Yeah. So it was just the Masters that they had to circle back around and so finish up. It'll be interesting then going into quote unquote the off season, and then when they start prepping for next season. If they're going to be able to go like somebody start what they start in the Bahamas in February, I wonder if they'll have that particular January. Um, I wonder if they well, have that the, open. You have the Sony open. Yeah. I, I wonder if they have it because you know you go to the Caribbean nations, they're still on more lockdown. I think the fact that there won't be fans again, I they think may, that they, they may allow. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. Um, Sony open Hawaii, and then yeah, um, Phoenix is the kickoff. For for fans is the waste management out in Phoenix. That's the big kickoff for a bunch of fans. So that that will be different this year because that uh, par three, what is that, sixteen, where they're rowdy yeah, and crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's a party because it's always the weekend of the Super Bowl. That will be interesting to see how that plays. Uh, I doubt that there'll be fans there, depending on. You know, unfortunately, we've seen an uptake in cases recently throughout the country and even certain states. Um, I think it's Illinois, Chicago started a lockdown again. North, North Dakota, South Dakota, you know, you got California, Texas, have all hit that one million mark. Well, I won't say North, Dakota, South, North and South Dakota hit the million mark, but they have serious issues going on up there. And they also, that's the area for where, you know, we get, the country gets most of its processed meat. Yeah. So you know, it's <laughs> I don't I don't know how they will handle that particular weekend. And, and it was a it was a big difference once again this weekend. And all of the players mentioned that it, it, there is something different when the fans are there. When you don't hear that roar of a great putt or you know the dejection that you hear from the crowd, that plays a lot into how you play. Who's to say? Now, I'm giving credit to Dustin Johnson. He, he played great and everything, but um, you mentioned last week NASCAR, the only one that pretty much held true to a schedule, and we're going to put an asterisk on the whole 2020. Less of an asterisk for NASCAR. Yeah. This is a step behind 
NASCAR. But I mean, golf. but you still have some human interaction to your point as far as the pressure and people and and you also have if you have a if you have a, a good round at the end of the day, you know, you have people telling you you had a good round. It's motivation. You, motivation. Or that's pressure too though. Or it's pressure. Right. Because you know, people do we like, don't oh, we man. don't know, right. Yeah, yeah. You like, man, you're doing good. Can you keep it up? You know what I mean? So how, how do we know Dustin Johnson once again? Four times you've had a 54-hole lead coming into Sunday. You step on that first tee, and it's lined with people expecting you, expecting to, win. you to win and expecting you to lose. Mm-hmm. Expecting you to do what you've done the last four times when you had the lead in the major. We won't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not having people there. That little bit of element. Yeah, it's a factor. Yeah. It, it, it's truly a factor. And <laughs> anybody that says it otherwise would be lying because – it's totally different when you can hit a ball, and even I, I feel bad for DeChambeau on one of the holes. He hit the ball a mile, 300-plus, uh, maybe about 350, and it landed in a, a wet area. They couldn't find the ball. If people were there, it would have hit one of them, or somebody there would have been like, oh, here it is. He had to go all the way back to the tee and hit again because it was a lost ball. So, you know, <laughs> something as simple as that makes a huge difference. And they used to give them five minutes to find the ball. Now it's three minutes. You know, after three minutes is up, you lose a stroke and you got to play. Or in this case, you had to go all the way back to the tee and re-hit. What if he finds his ball, chips out, makes a birdie? That propels his momentum. Now he's going all the way back to the box, tee box to hit again. That messes with your psyche at that point. So the fans would have been a difference. Not saying Dustin Johnson doesn't win. Maybe he doesn't win by five strokes. Maybe it's a lot closer. But the fans do make a difference. We'll see how April is <laughs> at this point in the United States if, you know, some fans the only, will be the, in the only people I, only The only sport I know right now that's going to have a vaccine, the NFL. That Super Bowl will have people in it. Regardless, you might have signed a waiver. But we <laughs> letting that Super Bowl be played. The Super Bowl with fans. is a corporate event. For people who don't know, it's not for fans. It's for corporate sponsors, uh, corporate businesses, because we'll say out of the 60,000 people that can attend, about 15,000 are fans. The rest of them is, <laughs> is corporate. It's the big companies that have who are whining and dining, mm-hmm. other uh, corporations and businesses, and, you know, those people are yeah, allowed yeah, to yeah. bring I in mean, guests and stuff like that. For the NFL, that. most of their stuff is a week build-up, too. All the events they have outside. Outside, of the right, right, yeah. right. That, that's the difference but they're gonna in those two. But they're going to be there, too. <laughs> they're they're, they're going to have vaccines floating all around the Super Bowl. Where is it at this year? Is Tampa it, Bay. Is it, oh, yeah, Tampa Bay. You know, Tom, oh, yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. say Tampa Bay now. Orlando, Tampa Bay, they all going to have their vaccine first. <laughs> that, that panhandle, they're going to be the first quarantine test. Shout out to Dunstan Johnson once again. First time of uh, world number one has won a master since 04. And uh, shout out to his fiance for the last 10 like years. A, like her fiance, boy. I mean, she's easy on the eyes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that she wore a green jacket that Sunday. Adidas jacket. Adidas jacket, yeah. They need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. The Jordan brand got Adidas in the end yesterday. We'll talk about that later, though. Hey, this is DNA Sports Talk. This is 1100 AM. We'll be right back. 
This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. 404-603-8770 is that number to call in. 404-603-8770, live on Periscope, live on Facebook. Uh, we just uh, finished talking about Dustin Johnson and how he completely dominated the Masters, uh, once again setting the course record 20 under, five-stroke lead, world number one, keeps that title, green jacket. 
11 million. Congratulations. 11 to and a half. Him. Don't shoot that. 11 and a half. Don't, don't forget half. about the five. That's all he getting is the 500,000. <laughs> <laughs> the 0.5 is all he gets. He getting the 0.5. She's taking it on the 11. She's with just me kidding. on That's the green, <laughs> swinging the pole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with Dustin about that, but congratulations uh, to him. It was kind of cool uh, to see college game there, game day there. Uh, we'll get into um, college football in a minute. Let's go Major League Baseball. Huge, huge, huge news down in Miami with the Marlins and uh, Derek Jeter by hiring Kim Ang as a GM. Congratulations to her first female ever GM in baseball and. I look at this a lot like KD and Steve Nash. And I say that in Steve Nash not having not not having experience, but because he had just worked with uh, Steve Nash, KD was like, hey, this is who should be the head coach. So she has been around Major League Baseball for 30 years and was one of the places? The Yankees. So when Jeter, when it was time to Make a hire as GM. Why not get somebody that you know, that you've been around, that's been familiar with and been around the organization. Mm -hmm. So a great hire in that. She was also with the Dodgers the last few years, uh, working in that organization and been at the head office, if I'm correct. So again, 30 years of experience around baseball in some form or fashion says a lot about this particular hire. And not just being a f- the first female, but having that that knowledge. Yeah, so I think I think that's probably what a lot of people are gonna be like. Well, where in the world does she come, come from? from? So you know, unless you're a baseball head and you understand, you know, the you know the the men and the women in the war room and how they go about making these picks and how they go about breaking down all the analytics. That is, is so much, you know so much the the rave right now and things of that nature there are individuals who's been around the game for like you said decades at a time they they're just not the ones that's going to be down in the dugout becoming a skipper so um as much as it is a big deal for her to be the first female gm i don't think it's a big deal as if there aren't women around baseball right 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 so you know what i mean so i think the two kind of get Intertwine and they should and they shouldn't. Yeah. So yes, I have no problem. You know, no problem at all. Great hire. It's you know, it's understandable when you break it down that she's been around the Yankees, the Dodgers. She's been around, you know, baseball. So yeah, twenty-one years with the White Sox from in front offices. So from ninety to ninety-six was the White Sox. The Yankees was ninety-eight to two thousand one, and then the Dodgers from o two to twenty eleven. And then she was senior vice president for baseball operations since 2011 mm-hmm. until now. So again, that's the <laughs> the cumulative of all her years as a professional. Now you brought up analytics, and this is what I I don't hope happens. I hope she is not an analytical person. And the reason why I say that is because if she does well as an analytical person, then unfortunately it'll take away from her being great. Because then it'll be well, anybody can do it. Is analytics, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I don't, I don't want that to happen you. for her. I get you. I don't, I don't think so. I think um, 
I, I hope it's more good. You know, we, well, we, think, we so analytics got your boy in trouble and lost the World Series yeah. because he didn't have the guts well, no. to go with Snell well, you know, when he was dealing. The problem with analytics now is they don't leave those decisions to the person that's in the fire to understand what's going on. Right. So, I mean, the owners now have put have given more onus to analytics than they have to the Just actual. Just the gut. Of, the, yeah. Like, again, that World yeah. Series, Blake Snell was dealing and you but, take him out because of analytics because he hadn't pitched six innings. Don't do that. As a manager, well, you got to be like, you know job. what he is doing. But as a GM, she can go analytics and yeah, say, and she this, should. we... She should. She no. And what, I, what I mean by no, that is, but I'm saying though, if she is okay, so you go to tr- um to to workouts and you see a guy pitching, and she's been around long enough to know, you know what? Mm, I don't know about this guy, his mechanics and the way he's throwing. But analytics is, is telling you to draft him and get him on your team because against right-handers, um, you know he he, he uh, his ERA is. 0.25, but she's looking at his mechanics and saying, yeah, that's good, but it's something about him that's not quite right. And I don't want it to be a situation, again, where it's all analytics and then it's a plug-and-play system to where they think anybody can do it. But and a, it's not that it's not that easy to do. But isn't that not what baseball had become? Because a lot of times, even like you say with um, the, the manager who... Sna- like, the pitcher was Snail. Snail, oh, yes. What's the manager? The, the manager... Oh. Um, but they said, like, 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 it had been set in stone already before he even... The decision he was, was already made. Six innings. Yeah, the decision was already made so that's due to analytics. Here. So, her as a GM, her job as a GM is multifold. So, and I, at any, any GM, you also you got to find players. But I think what's more important is you also got to put together a coaching lineup to help you perform whatever it is, quote unquote, analytics may tell you. You know what I mean? So in the draft and all that kind of stuff and how you make trades. So I think her being around the Yankees and the Dodgers, which Kevin are, Cash, which are two two the manager for Tampa Bay, sorry. No, you got two two highly regarded. I mean, they're the two. Those two organizations got, got the majority of the World Series. Yankees got twenty seven, and the Dodgers are in the, I know in the high teens as far as winning. Major League, you know, championships. So, you know, it's more than just analytics that go on in those in those organizations. Now, you got other organizations like the Oakland A's that came up real quick. They got a movie about those. You yeah, know, Hardball wasn't you know, Hardball. Moneyball. 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 Right. You got you got Kansas City that kind of came up real quick. You know, the last few years. And they played the analytics, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna shorten my uh, my pitching staff, and I'm not gonna have my my uh, my ace only pitch five innings, and I'm gonna backload, you know, I'm gonna backload my relievers, and that's how I'm gonna win. And it, it worked short term. They lost one, they won one, but it didn't give them no longevity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they also use the analytics to have starting a reliever you know and then yeah. bringing yeah. in yeah. your yeah. starter. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the start, the start like only that. go four, four and a half, five innings, and then I got a, I got a lefty for two, a righty for three, and then I, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for the Marlins. I mean, unfortunately, they're in the same division as the Braves. Yeah. You know, but I because live here, I want the Braves to do well unless it's the, against the Cubs. But I, I wanted to do well based on just. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna ask you this question: Do you think Jeter's the an, uh, analytics guy? I don't know what he's. I don't. I was probably say no, but I don't know what he's become now, and that's my the answer, only thing. My answer is no. 
because the of this no, hire? No, yeah. I, I mean, hired. not because the female, but because of, where she started. She started long before analytics was a to, to my before point. analytics became a big thing. She's been in thirty years. The Dodgers and the, and the Yankees have the most World Series championships in baseball. Period. Those guys, those organizations don't go with analytics as their first gut. Okay, you know but Derek Jeter ain't won nothing. So Dodgers got seven. So does St. Louis to, has eleven? So, well, I so, don't see the I don't see the Cardinals even going going that route. But but but, but Jeter hadn't won anything. So would he that hasn't won anything. As to, a, he hasn't won anything as a owner. as an owner. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. so so would that move him to be like no, his whole? I don't new, think so. You don't think so? No, I don't. I mean, they, I hope not. I, I hope, I, I'm a new fan of yeah, the. Marvel. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think he would have. I think he would have adopted that earlier on. If it was, I know, but they 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 did good at the playoffs. Yeah. They got in this season, mm-hmm. even though it was uh, more teams than, than normal and yeah. everything. And again, it was only sixty-two games, mm-hmm. so I, I, it's it's a good starting foundation for them because they were they're a young team. You get in, you get a taste of the playoffs, won some games. Mm-hmm. Now you bring in a gym what I see that more you're I- familiar with again that you hope can start to steer this team in the right direction. She's gonna cut them checks. That's what I see out of her. She coming from an organization that they cut them checks. You want a player? I'm gonna cut the checks. So I feel she'll use from analytics. From the Steinbrenners. I feel she'll use the analytics, but I feel she'll also really be her her job is to make sure that money's there. To, if I need to go out and get that left hander, the money's there. If I need but to again, go out, but again, when you a, get the left hander, are you looking at analytics? Are you looking at your gut and no. what that person does? If I'm out there, if I'm out there to get a veteran star player, he on his last, i.e. Trout. That hasn't won and did nothing in 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 Los Angeles and Anaheim. Anaheim. How do I get him? Because nobody but, else but, but, wants but, to pay okay, the money. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the question, though. So speaking of trial, great war, best war ever we've ever seen in Major League Baseball. Period. Great numbers, great stats. You always say he hasn't done anything to put his team in contention. Mm-hmm. So why would I go and get him? Analytics tells me I should go get him because of his war, because his stats. My eye is telling me he hasn't done anything to no. get his team to the playoffs. Yeah. So why? So which one am I listening to? My gut telling me if I overspend for this guy, is it going to make my team better or not? And I, I look, I look straight to the. I look, I'll go no further back than. So look. would you get Trout? Yes. That goes against everything you no, always no. say about no, him, no, though. No, no. My, that my, goes my, against my, everything no, no. you've always said about no. him. My problem with Trout is. The people wanting to make Trout bigger than what he is, he can't be bigger than what they want to make him. Cause I never see him. I never see him beyond September. I ain't saying he got to win a World Series. I'm just saying you should be able. But he's you, only been in one playoffs, and that's when um. But does he even first want, got yeah. there? But does he even want to do that? Because he hadn't put himself in position. No, he's not that type of person. Because in he, Anaheim, he knows he's not here. He's he he's not gonna win anything in Anaheim. Mm-mm. So why is he want to wanting to stay there? That's not him though. He, 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 he doesn't even want to be marketed. He, yeah. If, he, if, if you've seen interviews with him, he is not a person that wants to market himself. So he doesn't want to win? Also, you no, say he, he doesn't want to win. win? He don't mind living in South Dakota. How many star players? You, how, how, many, how many great players in any sport, how many great players are as shy away from the camera as him? Well, I mean, some people want their, they want their space. They want to have their own private 
yeah. personal life to themselves without all the glitz and the glamour and everything else that goes to along win with because oh, it, it, I, I think he wants yeah, to win. Yeah, I'm not taking that away. But, from okay, him. okay, but in Anaheim, there's nothing that has shown us in our lifetime that Anaheim is doing anything to win. Well, they tried initially when they went out. Pujols, when they got Pujols, they got Pujols, but they got Pujols, Pujols, Pujols was end, on his back end. On his back end. Yeah. Well, not the first two years he was there. Not the first two years. Now after that, yeah, he he oh, fell okay. off. Okay. So at so, that so point. my question is, why is he staying there and not trying to go somewhere where he got he, a long contract? He's a he's he, he's he's a, he's he's a loyal person. Somebody will pay. It'd somebody be, will pay it'd, that. It'll be Miami, or it'll be. Maybe, but but, uh, but to that Miami. point, how many people can pick up that contract? But but Miami, My, that, uh, the Yankees. That, that's what. But that's what she's, Boston. But that's what she's there for. She to me, she's there for to make sure I can make them books look well enough to make a deal happen. So I get it. Analytics is part of the game now. You got a team for that. But most, like any other sport, so you would want try if you were the, if you were the Miami. If Marlins. he fits on my lineup, yes. After you didn't dog and, this man no, out for the and last I, and I five, you, six and I'm years, still, I'm gonna still dog him out because he don't make the playoffs. <laughs> so but, why would you want him? Because I also know <laughs> because no, of his war no, stats. No, no, no. Yeah. Be honest, because, be honest, because yeah, yeah. you want his because, war stats. Because I also know, I also know if I can put this dude on my lineup, how much it makes everybody. It's supposed to make everybody better. It is a gamble. And I, and but okay, I, and but I, if, I'm going, if I'm, I'm gonna spending gonna use, that much money, I'm if use, I'm spending that much money on him. Then that's taking away from money for a pitcher. It's the same thing the Falcons did with Matt Ryan. I'm sorry, Rick. It's the same thing when they spent all that money. I'm not a Falcon money. fan anymore. Oh, that's right. You, you turned in your car. You spent all that money, but you didn't have enough money to put something else around him. So when the O-line got hurt and battered, you didn't have that the funds necessary I, to I'm bring gonna, somebody I'm in. Gonna say, I'm so gonna the say, same thing no, with Trout. I'm if gonna I'm going to spend... Uh, five hundred million dollars to bring him in. That's affecting I can, I'm, everything I'm, else I I'm can do use, with that. I'm going to use two examples. One, that example you just used. The problem with the Falcons that year it was the next year that the GM did not make it known, did not restructure somebody's contract, whether it had whether it had been Ryan or Julio, whoever, to keep the middle of that defense intact because the middle of that defense. Going into the Super Bowl, those last five games, right? Has because shown you paid they, money elsewhere and you didn't have the money. Your to put job, there. As, but your job as a GM is to know what you know. What I need to make these books work. I need to reconstruct somebody's contract. I need to have a sit down and have a conversation with these guys. Hey, you're gonna still get your money. It's gonna be seen differently and see if these guys bought bought in. That's part of the job of a GM. The GM to me, more job is to be more political and to you know and to shake hands and kiss babies and to make. Players understand that I'm there for you, but to also be able to go around the league and and and, and cash in favors for other teams when I need to make a four or five tree team deal to get that guy that on paper looks to be too much, but I can make it happen. To me, that's the that's where I'm going to know whether or not she's a good GM or not. And the Yankees have had great GMs. And they won championships. But they the had Dodgers have had great GMs, and they won great championships GMs by the fact the that they didn't mind spending money though. And Miami has already proven in the past that they spent money. They spent well, they bought two, two, World, two Series. World Series to beat. They bought two so World why Series. won't they? You know, there's money down there in South Florida. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, if they mind, you know, 
spending more yeah, than not necessary. A goal, not also, I don't know not about also that. Also, to go against my argument, I was going to also say you got the Nationals, you got Philadelphia. Philadelphia went out and spent a boatload of money Bryce on Harper. Bryce Harper, and it hasn't paid off yet. You know what I mean? It, it Initially, when he came over, he had a great year that first year, and they fell short. Or they know they made the playoffs and they fell short in the yeah. in the playoffs. But then the next two years, they but had, then the problem was the Washington Nationals where he left went and won the World, World Series, Series yeah. without him. Yeah. So the analytics tell them to go get Bryce Harper, or did the eye test tell them to go get Bryce? Harper? I think both of them. You had a star player and you had a guy that could you could drop in the middle of your lineup where they thought they were weak because at the point at the time they still had. So I see Trout being that th- same person though. That's the dice you gonna roll. <laughs> And, I, and that's what, and again, that's now, the, that's the now, only thing with her. I just too, hope, I just hope that it's not all analytics. So that is not. So. I think her job uh, is to plug make and play system. I think her that's job all. at the GM is to make the money be there for other so she cooking book. books is what you're saying. They all cook the books, but I, but I, but I, I'm just but I, I know, but I also understand you got to put butts in the seats. Miami has a problem right now with all they sports teams with nobody other than the Heat, but they got a problem with. Well, that's the Godfather. They got a you problem. Know the Godfather yeah, they got, they makes got a, things happen. They got a problem with the Dolphins. They got a problem with well, the Dolphins Marlins. are looking good right now. We'll I'm just get saying, to it, but, but you know, over the last decade, they've had a problem putting seats, putting people in the seats. So now, as but the that's Marlins, because the Miami Hurricanes is it's still the U down in yeah, Miami. I get you. So but, I don't care. Dan Marino can, is not coming back. I so. can sell some tickets. I can sell some tickets. This is all hype, but I can hypothetical, but I can sell some tickets if now. Based on this year going on, we had a pretty good young nucleus. And if I can sit here and say, you know what, I can add a true superstar in baseball and Mike, Mike Trout to this lineup, even if I don't win, at least for a couple of years, I put some butts in the seats. Not when you've already got two World Series, though. It, it, it's different. 15 years ago. It, it, one in '97. Do, do, in, does anybody even remember, remember the Marlins no, having? Don't. So they won it, and they fell they, off the they map. Want, they want it. They five the years, map, you don't know and, them. And then five years, they won another one and <laughs> yeah. fell off the map. Yeah. So do anybody even remember that? It hasn't been consistent. A lot of them have. But been I take. Hey, no, no, no. Get me wrong. I, I take, take it. it. Right. I, I take it. Well, I mean, you look at the Braves. How many titles have they had only to have one World I, like so I they say, had 20, I, And they Miami had, has two. I take had, with the Marlins. I will thank take, you. I'll take the Marlins. I'll take the Marlins. Marlins. I, I, no, I don't, no, I don't want them 14. I don't you, want you them. Don't want, if you, you don't, don't want, win a World it's about winning the World Series. Series. You play no, to win no, the game. But you don't want 20 years no, of consistent no, winning? No, no, no. What does it got me? One World Series. I got heartaches. I got heartaches. I'm just asking the question. I got indigestion. You don't want 20 years of... Okay, I'm just asking. No, because what is it got me? I want titles. Well, you've been I, there. I, I can't, I can't, you've been there. Been where? You been, no, but you've been to multiple World Series, though. You, granted, you ain't won three. One, but you've one been to one. Three. You've been to three I and stopped, won one. Bro, bro, I got so many bad. I have more bad memories from that than I have good memories <laughs> Do you want to be the Buffalo Bills or you want to be the Houston Oilers? I'd rather be the Houston Oilers. They ain't never got there. I'd rather be the Houston Oilers. Then the, the Buffalo Bills lost four. four. You know for losing four. But they got there, though. You know for losing four. But you got there. You loan for losing four. I get you, but you got there. You loan for losing four. <laughs> you play to win the, the game. game. Okay. I, I mean, you don't play to, to lose to get there. I don't play to lose. I don't play to just in the to last get there. game. But you, I, 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 no, I'm no. Just no. Okay. No. Right. I, I don't want to just get right. there. I want to win. I don't want to run out of the street in the first half. Well, we, well, remember this. Remember this. When we get to the NFL, when I talk about trading certain people and players, because we play to win. Or you rather so you if you can't get there you rather be just six and ten five and eleven 
I want to be so I can make the team better so we can get there. Get right you. now, yeah, you I, yeah. I don't get. We're all trying to get there as whatever team you on, but you can't just keep getting there and not winning it. I, I understand that too, but the Marlins ain't what, been. So Marlins what, why, been why do you talk about LeBron so bad? Because he's what three and six, right? Because well, he's not one, well, four nine, and six, nine, right? Nine, because four, he hasn't four and won seven them, or whatever. Right, but I'm saying, yeah. just because you got there, you gotta win it. Yeah, yeah. You your percentage has to be greater. Mm-hmm. Of your winning percentage has to be greater. Uh, also, Trevor um, Barr, uh, Reds pitcher, won the Cy Young. Congratulations to him. And then in the um, American League, I just had it. Shane Bieber. He he had the triple crown. So that was amazing. 1.63 earn run average, uh, 122 strikeouts. Um, that was 14.2 strikeouts per nine innings. Amazing job for the Indians, who of course fell short. They that they're another one of those teams. So you know, who knows? Maybe she'll make a deal for a pitcher I, I, for yeah, the Marlins. I, I think she's there more to move the money, make sure she's going to have a team around her. Not, you know what I mean? Like I said, I think with Jeter and her, they both have an understanding of what needs to happen. I feel they're coming from the Yankees, coming from the Dodgers again, coming from old school organizations where. They're more about putting the players, they're more the eye test than they are the numbers. You know, you, so, mm-hmm. they, you know. Uh, also, MVP, Abreu for the White Sox. First time that they've had first basemans, both first basemans won. And um, right here in Atlanta, Freddie Freeman. He won um, MVP, and I'm. Yeah. It was him and Mookie want, Betts were close. I don't want to rain on his parade, but I. I, I, I was like, for real? How? Uh, I, because I, the Braves were a great team this year. Okay, so I thought Acuna was the best guy on our, on our team. He was out. Remember, he got hurt okay, and was I, out. I just, just wanted to make sure I thought Acuna was, was the best he, guy on our team. He was hurt. Okay, okay. I just He missed some games. Freddie played consistently. consistently. Okay. I, I'm just not trying to rain on the parade. I'm just when trying to. When we talk about MVPs in the NFL, where they are now. Missing games is what hurts you. Yeah, okay. I just, no, not really. Hats off to him. I just think there's some better players on the team. Uh, first time since what? Chipper <laughs> won. Still no championship. But, I mean, yeah. Still no championship. All the glitz but that's and the glory. Pitching, which oh. they picked up, who is it, Smelly today? for? Yeah. They overpaid for him. What did they give him? One for, year for 11 million. 11 million when that joke ain't worth but seven. Analytics, see, this is one of the things. Analytics said that he was worth seven. Braves went and paid 11. Well, but the GM, he cut the check. He shouldn't have cut the check. If somebody and, and, wanted him for seven and a half, then he should have been like, let him ride because he ain't worth the seven and, and, and a half. And they believe in the in the bullpen. They, we need to get some starters, some some five starters. Or trust the starters to go more than six innings or five innings, whatever analytics is telling you that's all that they're supposed to pitch. But it has to be something more than that. Um, before we go to break, Hall of Fame ballots are out for 2021. Uh, Bond, Schilling, Clemens on there for the ninth time. They ain't getting it. I think this might be the year. Think so? Nobody else is remotely what, possible what's of the getting other, in. What's the other guy? What's the other person they they have on there? Like I seen another name I never seen before. <laughs> so Schilling last year got 70. Clemens got 61. Bonds got 60.7. Omar Vasquez got 52% of the votes. 
Was Vasquez involved in any of the um? And he'll get in the Hall of Fame. Who else? Who's on that list? But how are you gonna jump from six? You got to get seventy five percent. I don't see it going has, sixty to seventy five. Any of the writers who hate that era have they died yet? Gary Sheffield, thirty percent. Sheffield last year. get in. At thirty, you you know what kind of jump that is from thirty to yeah, seventy five. They'll jump over them first three guys you talked about. Bonds. Manny Clemens. Ramirez is at twenty eight percent. Andrew what? Jones is at nineteen. Uh, Sammy Sosa. Uh, 13.9. Andy Pettit was 11. Uh, Andy Pettit, part of that Yankee steroid factory anyway. Um, Mark Burrow was a newcomer. That's on there. Tim Hudson, Torrey Hunter, all those. Do they have, do they have, do they have, is there a rule? Because you got to be out of uh, baseball five years. Is there a rule? And you have to have played 10 years for people who don't know. Is there a rule that I have to put so many in the Hall of Fame? No, it's not a rule. No, they only can put two in. The first two guys you talked about. They're not putting. They're not putting Bonds in. They're not putting Clemens in. Not yet. You don't think uh, Kurt Schilling gets in? Oh, he's not getting in either. Yeah, yeah, racist. No, they ain't putting him in. It shouldn't have anything to do with your political views. We understand that. I'm just all telling you, it should be about your play on is the field. He not a racist. It should be about your play on the field. I'm just saying, PR wise, he's not a racist. So if not gonna put Bonds in for that never got convicted of is everything we talking about. But it, everything again, we, everything Omar Vescal. At, is the next person at 52%. He going For in. him to get 23% more votes, that's impossible. If they put the two guys that I'm saying they're going to put in, this will cause the backlash for for the next year. I think you do but, it now when there is there is no clear-cut person to put in now. So all the writers, put it in all the and writers, throw an asterisk. It's 2020. And put an asterisk. It's 2020. Yeah. All the writers still the same? It's 2020. All the writers still the same. It's a pandemic. We all just the gonna, still we the just same. gonna let them in. All the writers and the voters still the same. Yeah, some people might have changed a little bit, but you know, it's still the same. It's still the same. Schilling, Bonds, and what was the other Clemens. one? Clemens. Clemens. They ain't going in. If I, if I if I if I'm to give you one, maybe I give you Clemens. But I doubt I you get, can't put Clemens without putting put in, in Bonds. Bonds. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. If, if one go, they both go. If, if one go, all three go. And I got reasons not to put none of them in. I can't so we're not going to have anybody in the Hall of Fame? No, Vasquez. <laughs> that's, that's impossible. Tell, that's impossible. I'm telling you. Either no one's going to be in the Hall of Fame or that dude's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And this is fourth year on the ballot for oh. Vasquez. He's done. See? Go give him, give him some roses. I, what's your over-under? The three of them go in this year. I would say there is a 60% chance that those three go in this year. So just tag this with an asterisk, just like everything else that we've done in 2020, and let them in. Well, I've been And high, then that way you got to hear it. I'm giving them a 1% chance that they get in. Vaquez, and what's the other guy? They're going to put two in. Nobody else, is not, nobody else is even close to 50%. Well, he's going to be one guy by himself. Or they don't put nobody in. They can't. You can put Schilling in and talk about how his after his uh his everything that he did on air and everything he affiliated himself with is going to be dominating and even now what's going on now that's the last thing they want to be bothered with unfortunately because of the political climate the, the political climate they they run they rolled bonds into the ground into the ground and you're saying Clemens Clemens would be the easiest one but if you put Clemens everybody's going to be like because and of I the climate, see, how you put Clemens in and you don't put Bonds in. And again, Torrey Hunter, Tim Hudson. They're too far down. Barry Zedart. Their first time, it's not like it's a guaranteed first time that they 
they in. I don't see them getting in until I, I wonder, much later. Has it ever been where they didn't put anybody in the Hall of Fame? Has there ever been a year where no one got in? We'll check that. We're going to go to break and we come back. Has anybody... Has there been a year where no one's in the Hall of Fame? DNA Sports Talk, 1100 AM. Be right back. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Caroline from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. Wake up over there, my old man. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, no, I was looking. <laughs> He didn't take, take his medicine. Nah, nah, I was I was <laughs> digging into some numbers real quick about the Hall of Fame. I literally was 
My bad. Word brain facts about sports. We don't don't agree. <laughs> Once again, call in 4460387070. While we wake the old man up from his nap over here. (laughs) Turn your mic on. Talk about me. (laughs) But it's your show. Live on Periscope, live on Facebook. We're going to edit that part out. No, we're not. We keep it all in there. <laughs> Don't change a thing. Um, uh, before we went to break, we are talking about the Florida Marlins. Marlins. Congratulations again to Kim Ang on being the first woman GM. And then we started talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame. And was there every year that no one was inducted? Was it? I think the answer is... I don't know yet because I was trying to get yeah, yeah. there. Then y'all broke me out of my concentration. Oh my goodness. You went to sleep over there, didn't you? I did, man. I did. I did. I did. I did. Uh, we're also talking about if anybody would get in this year. Um, the streak might be broken, I know, for first time ballots getting in. Um, I think they said up started around 2014 with Maddox and. Uh, the big hurt, Frank Thomas, all them getting in on first time ballots all the way up to last year, and this might be the streak that breaks it. Uh, first time Hall of Fame inductees getting in, but the this past season's uh, Hall of Famers who will be inducted um, in Cooperstown is Derek Jeter, Marvin Miller, Ted Simmons, and Larry Walker. Those four will have their induction ceremony coming up real soon. But as far as who's coming up for next year, it doesn't look like anyone can get in outside of Kurt Schilling. Going from 70% once again to the 75 needed is uh, uh, not that many votes that will be needed. Everybody else is far behind in trying to catch up because of steroids, which will be Clemens and Bonds were the next closest as far as percentages of people who will get in. And you're saying that Kurt Schilling will not get in, so nobody gets in. <clears throat> if you put Kurt Schilling in with all the stuff that's tied to him, then you all might well put the other two in. You got to put other two all in. three in. It, it, but, it seems but I, almost but, all enough. But you got enough traditionalists that are still voting. They hate that era. They have come out and you know basically said, as long as I have the the right to vote, you know, on it, I'm not putting any of those guys in, regardless if a Barry Bonds who if you wanted to exclude. His supposedly steroid time, he would still have Hall of Fame numbers. Same thing with Clemens as far as the pitching. You know, to your point about Schilling, Schilling was a, his problem is after baseball. I, if, correct I mean? me if I'm wrong, Schilling doesn't even have 250 wins, which is usually that number that he, you have to he have. Played for the Boston Red Sox, and, and he, he won, and he he won, won with a bloody, bloody sock. sock on. He got he got historic moments. You know what I mean? Historic. But again, 250 is that that number and even in um for hitting 500 is that number you get to 500 it's pretty much automatic um so there were nine years that there was no election held uh 1940 to 44 war years 57 59 61 63 and 65 i know them first 94 that's world war one or two i know that kurt Schillings has 216 wins he shouldn't get in he shouldn't get in. 250 has been the standard. But he got, he got a championship. But he got, and? That, I mean, that's good. I'm just and a bloody sock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's that moment. 
But no, he doesn't deserve I, to I, be in. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they make it happen this year. So nobody. I don't think nobody goes to, this year. Okay. I don't. I mean. I, I doubt that it happens. Um, but again, Bonds and Clemens have both been moving up mm-hmm. a couple of percentage points each year, but not enough, obviously, to have them knocking on the door. I think if, if no one gets in this year, they don't put nobody in this year. I think some of the backlash will will make them make will, will for make the follow, for, for the following for, year for twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Now. You could get that phone call from base from Major League Baseball to like, hey man, we in a pandemic. To your point about it being 2020, 2021, we need to keep the fans involved. Let's right. go ahead and just make this happen this year. <clears throat> but I don't, I don't think that moves these hardcore traditionalists who still the hardcore writers yeah, to to to, to do anything. Okay, all right, we'll see. Um, speaking of the pandemic, the. NCAA has determined that March Madness will happen and that it will be in one location for March Madness. And possibly that location will be Indianapolis. You okay with the bubble for March Madness? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with it. I, I wonder how that will, will play out. I mean, we've seen that for the all, NBA. Right. And we talked about, was it last week, that... Uh, ESPN was going to forego having uh, a bubble for the different classics and yeah. different tip-offs they were going to have. So, so legi- now it looks like they're going to just focus all the attention on March Madness and doing it in now, one, my, one geographic location. My only question is, though, the build-up to March Madness. Mm-hmm. So where do you have – so are you going to have the – the whole east region everything is going to be in one location so then how there do you, is no so, north south east west so, regionals and in, in dayton and okay, in this so, city so, so durham and atlanta that that's fine i guess my question is though you're going to have how many games is that the first day you're going to have 32 games so what i'm saying is so now you have well i mean they'll probably space it out differently unlike the nba where you only had 16 teams now you have 64. 64 teams. Where are they going to gonna stay? The bump beds. They're going to have, you know. Well, ain't that the whole purpose of being socially distant? Like, where are they going to stay? Mm-hmm. Indianapolis ain't the biggest city in the world. I'm No knock to them. It, it should be back down in Orlando where you have the facilities. and Where you going to stay? And you've already proven, to your point, well, obviously it's a lot more than 16 teams, but. You've already shown that you you have somewhat of an infrastructure in place to yeah, be able to handle stuff, that. All the stuff with the Disney. So obviously we won't have games, you know, Thursday, Saturday, and then Friday, Sunday, and playing. It'll be during I'm the just, week. I'm just talking about as far as for the players, you're gonna have that many players in a in a bubble, but you 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 tripling, quadrupling the many of players that you have from the NBA. So wouldn't have that made sense to go ahead and have a bubble? Where everybody played in one city for the east, everybody played in one city for the west, right. and then you know what I mean. Have every you know maybe maybe you have the the Sweet Sixteen in the Final Four all in one city, but the but first you, your the first, first rounds, rounds you have in separate areas because now I don't the make first and first and second round. Yeah, you have in 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 separate in separate areas. Right. You you know instead of having two cities for the first round, you have the one city. Right. Just one city it down for every round. For every round. 
and then the Sweet 16 and the Final Four are in, are in, in Indianapolis Abilene. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, what you would think. But now you but, will have 64 teams in one city. How are you spacing this it, out? It's the NCAA. What you expect? No, seriously. I'm not being funny, but I'm really, what do you expect from the NCAA? To me, you put the players in more danger having them in one city than you could have had it spaced out. We already seen what happens in football. We had 16 college games canceled this past weekend. Or i.e. postponed, as they say, canceled, because a lot of them are not going to be able to make up these games. Mm-hmm. But 16. So, no, I don't agree. I'm not okay with, with the whole tournament being in one city. In one city. You could have worked it. You could have worked it out again. Instead of having the first round, like I say, if you're in the East Division, they play in say New York, and then South is Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, you could have just made Midwest oh, is in did, Dallas. You could have did a four corners, and you could have West fe- is. Uh, LA or something. I wouldn't even well, have did I, I wouldn't even LA have LA. did I wouldn't even have done quote unquote any major cities. Depending I would on, have because you need the the hotels the hotel, and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Well I mean I wouldn't no. You could have You know, you gotta have the facilities to do it. I could have done in the in the in the Imagine here you could have had not only um well, you know, it depends on the halt schedule, which we'll get to in a second. But you could have some games at at Phillips, maybe some at Tech, maybe some at uh, Mercedes Benz. Maybe the, the you know the final. I'm look. I'm looking for one to get to the Sweet Sixteen or whatever. I'm looking at it, it's le- at least it's different. You could even have some games in, in at, at Athens. It's only forty minutes away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But have it I, in I, the city. But you got so many different places to have I, it in I this location. I wouldn't mind seeing if you have. Games in Columbia, South Carolina, or in Charlotte. It doesn't have to be a major city because part of the problem with the major city is some major cities might already have an uptick. You know what I mean? So yeah. your 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 secondary tier cities could have been an option. You know what I mean? So Charlotte, say, Nashville. Charlotte, Nashville, Columbia. I mean, you do those second tier cities anyway on, you know, when you're doing right. your, yeah. the first, second round. So you could have, to me, you would have had more control. So, so like right now, I wouldn't have done anything out west because California right now is ravaged, right? So, maybe my maybe the, the the next city that I would have control to do something in might be Boise, Idaho. That could suffice to be the West Coast. We know in the South, uptick in Atlanta, Florida might be out. So, like I said, that's why I use Columbia, South Carolina might be that that middle place or Charlotte or whatever could be that middle ground for the the East Coast. Midwest might have been St. Louis because, you know, Texas is a problem. So, you know what I mean? So I stay out of Houston and Dallas, but I maybe I do St. Louis or whatever. I just don't agree. I, get, I, I, I understand why they're trying to put it all in one location. Mm-hmm. I, understand, I understand the bubble concept because it's been proven, it's been tried, and it worked. Well, not 64 teams. It worked and proven with 16 teams. Yeah. Or the NBA's have, the NBA's have, and the NBA didn't even have all those teams come. Because everybody that wasn't making the playoffs, the Hawks weren't. Not all Chicago them, wasn't in. They you know, had to be mathematically in what was it? Yeah. six games out so, of the last seed. So all of the NBA wasn't in in Miami. I mean, right. in, in in Orlando. Yeah. So out of thirty two teams, you had eighteen of them there. But how many WNBA teams they had down there? 
They had the whole the WNBA, right? All 30. All yeah. 30. So That's still half of what still the NCAA That's still half of what the, N, the NCAA about to do. But again, Orlando could 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 be able to uh handle that because you had 30 at the IMG and then you had the NBA with what 22 teams. So that's roughly now, what's 50 the schedule now? So again, yeah. And you also if know there, it, it you trickles could, down because you lose, you're gone. You're gone, right. It, it trickles down. There's one still, game. But you still at game. some point, you're going to have 64 teams. Now, well, 68 because you got six, four playing. And then now. So 68. Are actually. you going to make those teams, when they lose, go straight you home? You, yeah, you automatically gone. I, I just I just, yeah. just want to make sure. But again, Orlando has proven that they can handle because WNBA, ABA was going on at the, the same, exact same, same time. time. Yeah. And again, it's already been proven that it works. I don't know how many. Oh. I don't know how many hotels Indianapolis got. I'm not quite sure. I've been there a couple of times, but I don't remember the streets being that. Being that. I don't remember being in there. I was like, you know, I got to come back. It's in gonna be a lot of Airbnb. <laughs> <going on. laughs> hey, get your Airbnbs together. Get your get your uh, air mattresses and they all hoping, that ready to go. <laughs> they hoping. They hoping on a. They hoping on a vaccine. They got to be. Uh, speaking of <laughs> NBA. Uh, Wednesday night is the draft. A lot is being made about Melo, uh, maybe going one, or Anthony Edwards, uh, Wiseman with Toby Open, all of those. Um, so in other news, today at noon, once again, the NBA um, free agency started, and DeMar DeRozan was rumored to be going to the Lakers, but he, he opted back in for his $27.7 million to stay with the Spurs. That's more money in my pocket and no taxes in Texas. <laughs> smart man, smart man. Uh, AD opted out, but he's going to resign with yeah. the Lakers. I don't see him. He's going for a max contract with the, the Lakers. It's his team. Is there any is there any percent of a chance that he, he doesn't go somewhere else? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero percent chance he doesn't. Um, Avery Bradley opted out. Uh, Rondo is seeking free agency, which is why the Lakers were smart to go ahead and get um, Dennis Schroeder from OKC. They wasn't gonna pay. They wasn't gonna pay uh, Rondo. Nah. But he was the reason why they won. Yeah, but they wasn't gonna pay him. Well, the what other thing too was you had to get a point guard because Bradley opting out, Rondo opting mm. out. You would have been left with your pants down. So you had to bring in someone, you know, just in case they, you know, there is a possibility they could still bring Rondo back. Yeah, it's a possibility. But, but at least is, you got something for he, right he now. He won a championship check, though. Now, I'm not saying he's looking for He max, got two rings. I'm not saying he's looking for max dollars, but. Rumor is uh, coming to he, Atlanta. But he want money, though. I mean, you know, he wants a higher check. I think Atlanta what, would pay him, too. Yeah. He. He's looking for the check. Oh, and I don't like blame all him. of them too. But he's looking for the check, one last whatever that is. But L.A. wasn't. Do you blame him? No, I don't. I'm just <laughs> right. saying L.A. wasn't going to give him whatever that number is. His, his legacy is solidified. Yeah. two but championships. That's, that's what a, that's what a good GM does. But like, you know what? Don't even worry about coming. I'm not going to pay you. Thank you for your services, <laughs> but I'm not going to pay you the money on that a, you're looking for. That you're looking for on an older player. Uh, Robin Lopez for the Bucks is out there. He turned down his $5 million um, player option. That's a good, solid center that someone could use. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where where he would go. If um, if I'm the um, Golden State Warriors, I would, go, I would go get Lopez. 
you you need a solid center. Uh, he can step out and shoot as well. So, and he's but, decent around the basket. But is he as nimble as what they've had in the past? At that, you know what I mean. But you know they went to that uh, Hampton Five, and that's when they just ran. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's not get. like you need. I get you. No, they had JaVel McGee. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say that again. JaVale they McGee. had JaVel McGee. McGee. Got two rings. They, <laughs> let that sink in. Oh, he got three. Hey, he got two with Gold State. He got one. two with Gold State, and then one with um like. Yeah. working on Robert Ory numbers. He, he ain't nowhere near Robert Ory. <laughs> he Thanos. He just collecting them. He's he just going to collect the rings. Many rings with LeBron, and one more gold. We gonna have four. We gonna, we gonna have more rings with LeBron. <laughs> That's gonna be an argument. <laughs> So, um, you can't be the goat when Javale got more rings than you. <laughs> you low down. You low down. I'm you low down. Um, big news though is that uh, Oklahoma City traded um, CP3 Chris Paul to the Suns. To the Suns. So now you got and some other people. Yes. They swap back and forth. Um, uh, I, so they sent Chris Paul and um, Nader. And then the Suns um, got Rubio. I mean, um, Thunder got um, yeah. They got Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, um, Kelly Oubre, and a twenty twenty two first round pick. Uh, that move for Phoenix is a, a playoff push move. Yeah. So um, they got it. Now they're one of the teams. You know the way they played in the bubble. You got to say, you know what, what what's missing? Going Strong in. point guard. Yeah. Or veteran play. Yeah. So now. And Monty Williams is coach. Coach, yeah. So now this, the issue is, to your point about the bubble was, for those young guys, I'm getting up in the same bed. I'm playing in the same gym. There's no, um, there was no bump in the roads mm-hmm. as far as traveling and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, now when you get back to a regular season, do they make that playoff push that they did in the bubble? Probably not. Not with, not, not with uh, the way the team was. It's more distractions now. You go to the hotel. So, so now there's yeah. more distractions. So, so now you got to have that veteran guy, that veteran leadership, that that extension of a coach on the floor, which CP3 is. Which he did an amazing job this year with the Thunder. Yeah. Nobody had the Thunder in the playoffs because as you mentioned earlier, Westbrook was gone. So it's like PG ain't there. It's they like were what a six seed. I think so. Six or seven seed this past year. Yeah. But nobody, like I said, nobody had them. Nobody had them even in the playoffs. Yeah. So, um, in CP3. As much as we want to dump on them, you we, dump on them. Uh, that's don't it. don't be saying we. Okay, now you know. Okay. RP to uh, Uncle Phil. We <laughs> we. As much as we. I dump on them, you got to give him credit. Everywhere he go, those teams made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. When he was in New Orleans, they made the playoffs. He went to uh, Houston. They made. I mean, the Clippers. They made the playoffs. Yeah. Houston, they made the playoffs. He's a proven leader. You know no what I mean? Question. So no question. This is a playoff move. I'm not saying they're gonna. Win a championship or get to the Western Conference Final, but when's the last time Phoenix been in the playoffs? Steve Nash. Okay then. So <laughs> th- this kind of move is to what I was saying about if Miami the Marlins was to go after a big name, i.e. Trout. It's about at least being able to get to the playoffs, being able to have postseason play. play. Especially when you ain't been there forever. Phoenix ain't been there since what? If Nash, that means they ain't been there since ninety seven? No, it's longer than that. That's even worse. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying it's, it's sooner it's been, than that. It's been, been sooner. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. But my bad. They were there in the, in the with um, Nash. Then were there early 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. 
when uh, Robert Ori hip checked old boy into the. <laughs> that was. <laughs> so, um, but still, you're still talking about 10 seasons, 12 seasons for a pretty proud franchise in Phoenix, not making the playoffs. That's a drought you wanna you wanna end sooner than than, than later. Two thousand four. So sixteen years. That's a, that's, a, that's a good that's a good. Mix. No, tw- 2010. 2010. So they ran at ten years. Yeah. Okay. That's still a good little. That's still a. That's a significant amount of time. time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It it'll be interesting to to see how well they play and how how well Chris Paul is able to teach Devin Booker and the younger. Now, the only bad part is one, two, three, four. You lost four of your guys who were on your bench. So you're, <laughs> you've in effect turned into a playoff team automatically. We know in the playoffs your rotation usually gets down to seven guys, maybe eight. With not having a bench, you're automatically going to have to go straight into playoff mode of having a basically a seven-man rotation, which isn't good. You need to give Chris Paul some breaks. Uh, granted, it's only 72 games, but... And he's he, already pulled the hamstring. He does get hurt. He does get hurt. So how are you going to load management? Out of 72 games, how many games do you really expect him to play? 62? You're going to give him every fifth night off or whatever, at least 10 games off so that you do have him around. And he's going to pull playoffs. something now. He Right. It's going to be something. <laughs> so I, I well, understand why yeah. I understand why Phoenix did it, but they gave up a lot. And I'm not sure if it's going to pay off in the end. Now, the Thunder, on the other hand. Oh, they we, good for the next. The, the, you, you don't have Chris Paul, which was your leader. I get it. But I think that he's instilled in them enough leadership for them to contend for playoffs and now you add five other guys and you got how many picks they got this this year three i know over the next seven years they got 17 first round picks mm-hmm. which sam Presti has done an excellent job of you can of being talking about being a gm 17 first round picks first round picks over the next seven years which means that they're they're they were what the celtics were for the last four years they're going to be involved in this draft Somehow, some way, whether it's dealing those picks to get certain players mm-hmm. and you have the money to do so, or just, you know, if you miss on one draft pick, you got two other first rounders. You can't miss on three. All of them, yeah. Right. <laughs> the odds are in your favor. So look for the Thunder to do an excellent job and continue to be relevant. And the thing is, how they moved on from a Westbrook contract in the hundreds of millions. Chris Paul's what, what $90 million dollar contract. That's what like, I keep on telling you Pete, about a good GM. They make the numbers move. They, that's how he's able to do that is amazing. That's why I'm saying that's, that's what Beyond the getting the first round of draft pick, just being able to move that money where contracts mm-hmm. where it look like nobody, because we were saying this before, nobody's going to take Chris Paul, not for that kind of money that you're going to have to pay. How he's able to do that, I if don't you, know. If you a good GM, part of this is politics. Part of this is building up Building up credit with people, other teams. I owe you a favor. This deal. Nobody talks bad about Sam Presti. No, that those, that's those deals. That, go, that's, that those says deals a lot. Goes down. Like okay, you know what? I'll take a lesser trade at some point because there've been deals that OKC's been involved in. That you know what? I, I'll take it. Give me the cash. I, I'll take it for you to make your for you to make whatever you want to make happy. So now he's cashing in those favors. So what is Chris Paul's legacy? One of the State Farm. one of the best one of the best point guards 
to never win and been on how many teams? Yeah. State Farm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just, is. I mean, actually, it all is. just like his legacy is, uh, uh, rest his soul, um, uh, when they denied that deal from him leaving New Orleans. Oh, Donald, uh, I'm, I'm trying to say Donald Sterling. Um, David, Darnest, David, David Stern. Stern. David Stern. That's his Not letting him go to L.A.? Not letting him go to L.A. That's his legacy. I think everybody will know what would have happened what would have happened if he, if he had, had went there? to L.A. Going to L.A. in his prime. Yes. With Kobe. Yes. Who at the point needed a point guard. Needed, needed one. Needed to come off the ball and go back to being a true two guard. That was championship. He would have a ring. It was automatic. He would have a ring. <laughs> Might have multiple. Yeah, it's real possible. Because at that point, they still had, um, what's my boy? Uh, oh my. For the Lakers? Yeah. Had uh, Powell in them. Powell. Powell yeah. was there. Yeah. Yep. So. And Lamar. You, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you had a, you know, talking about a big three. You almost had a triangle, man. Different kind of triangle. Yeah. You would have had a triangle, really. You would have had a triangle. And Andrew Bynum, who was playing ball. Yeah. At that time, before he yeah. cut his hair, went to Philly and yeah, just yeah, lost yeah. his mind. Lost yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so yeah, that's that's his legacy is the what ifs. Yeah, it's his legacy. What if he had gone to to and, and, and also and the that's other the sad and, part and about the, other the business legacy, of of sports. His other legacy is three one. Yeah, he's been involved in three one leads, but then he got Clippers. hurt in one. He got, okay, he's been involved that, that, in it though. Yeah, three one in L A. Three one in Houston. In Houston, he, he's been he's been part of three one. That's his legacy. What if in three one? Well, that's still a what if. The three one because he got hurt. Well, the if, second he, time, if he stayed healthy, I don't know. What should the Hawks do with the six pick? Who's out there? What they need? What the Hawks need? Somebody who can who can score. I they they, young. Huh? I'm, I know. You got to have somebody other than that, though. They need a pure you need a, score. You need a Trey Young compliment? Yes. So not yes. a big, you need to go. No, because I think Clint Capella would do fine for, what, for what's going to be required. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they're fine there. Uh, I like De, DeAndre Hunter mm-hmm. coming back, playing solid defense, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not big on Duke guys, but I think Cam Reddish, uh, they say he's been working with uh, Steph Curry. And I thought out of all the Duke players that came out between him, Zion, R.J. Betty, he had the most upside. Mm-hmm. So I think that he will be better. He down the, down the stretch, he started to play a little bit better defense and buy into what Lloyd Pierce was trying to to instill into the young guy. Which Nate McMillan is now the new assistant coach. Mm-hmm. I think he will start Help to play out. better defense. I think I think you just need somebody another score because you can double team and get the ball out of um, Trey Young's hand and then what? Then it's like, okay, what do we do now? So a a Bradley Beal, which I don't think now is going to leave Washington. You need somebody similar to that, and I'd rather have Kevin Huter, great shooter, come off the bench and be the sixth man as a shooter. You need somebody who could just flat out score the ball. Is that flat out score or make a play? Hmm. A flat out score, okay. and it needs to be at either the small forward or shooting guard position. Nice wing. Yeah, that's what I would look. And it's sad to say that Do they trade uh, down. Then yes, I would. I would trade down because I think that player you can find around pick. 14 or 15, whoever that is. 
because outside of Anthony Edwards from Georgia, Ball, uh, and James, um, James Wiseman from Memphis, you got Toby Orban, who was the uh, kind of player of the year from Dayton. After that... Is he going to be anything? I don't know. Because we got robbed from March Madness where we would have saw under pressure yeah. what these guys yeah. can do. We had a regular season, which is all well and good, but nobody's name stood out because we didn't see you in a pressure situation against a, a team that you probably should beat, uh, a 14 seed that you should beat, but you struggle. Or uh, a run like um, Curry had at Davidson where you take a 12 seed who proverbially beats the five but then goes on to the elite eight because you got that guy who just rose above everything mm -hmm. else and just balled out we were robbed of those making the household names yeah. and saying okay this is the guy because there's a guy from usc i can't remember his name now that's supposed to be good and then the, um what's it um the guy from auburn i'm losing see i can't even remember names now because we got robbed of seeing what these guys can really do so that's why i would trade down because it's, and and here's the other thing. These guys should have been playing back in June if it wasn't for the pandemic. They would have gotten drafted, been playing in June. By now, uh, was this, November 16th, they would have maybe six games under their belt, you know, uh, being in the NBA. There was no training camp. So these guys have just been working out on their own, <laughs> you know. Uh, maybe some of them because – uh, Anthony Edwards is with uh, Clutch Sports. He could be working out with some of the the LeBrons or whoever, you know, in Clutch Sports or whatever, some NBA players. But it's still light, though. But, it, yeah, it's light. So this is one of those drafts where it, if you are the Thunder and, again, you have three or four first-round first picks, you're good because you don't know what you're going to get. Is this an analytics draft? Yes, it is. Because we didn't see with our own eyes again conference fi conference finals championships and March Madness to say that guy can play. Because that's when DeAndre um, Hunter stopped Rose in Virginia yeah. winning he, a national championship because we saw him play he, he both ends he, of the ball. He carried him through the ACC <laughs> exactly. and he carried him through the, uh, through the, the tournament. Right. So we don't know. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We got football to discuss, both college and pro. This is DNA Sports Talk, 1100 AM. Be right back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, 
specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to the DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. He didn't woke up from his nap. 404-603-8770. Live on Periscope, live on Facebook. Uh, we finished talking about the NBA and what the Hawks should do. Once again, I trust Travis Slink. He has a good reputation along with Sam Presti about what to do in the draft. So whether they stay at six or drop down, you know, I it's not like before where you were like, oh, what are they going to do? Are they going to pass on a point guard again when they yeah. need one? You know, that had been – talking about Chris Paul. Chris Paul could should have been here in Atlanta been, yeah. started to yeah. begin with. Yeah. But, when they needed one. Yeah. Hey, we need, we need Knight to go get those one of them 6'9 players. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we went through that for several years. Going to get yeah. the exact same yeah, small yeah, forward, a, power forward a, every yeah, single year. You had a four or five on the whole team. Right. <laughs> That's why you only won 25 games. 25 games. Um, oh, before we go to football, shout out to um, South Cacolac and uh, Don Staley, number one team in the nation going into the season uh, for um, women's basketball. South Cacolac. Yeah. We'll, again, we'll see how games are going to be played and how all that will shake out. Um, let's go football. College football. Oh, real quick. Tim Duncan stepping away from full-time coaching won't be on the bench anymore. Yeah, I ain't surprised. Tim Duncan too last of days ago, too laid back. Too laid back. Ain't nothing about him telling me. Ain't nothing about him telling me he wants to be up working <laughs> 25 hours about. That ain't Tim. Yeah, Tim, you rather go back to St. Croix and swim and, and have a smoke. And <laughs> 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 hey, you know. T- I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. He was like, you know what? This I ain't, ain't for me. I ain't been used to being home. He was having just retirement. Culture shop. Re, yeah, re, you know, you've That's been playing shop. 22 years or whatever it is, or you know, throwing. You get college, into a routine, and then all of a sudden, it's you over. home. You home. You home. I, I don't. I don't know what these four walls are. <laughs> 
I gotta talk to you today. You know what I mean? He probably love his wife or whatever, but he ain't. I ain't talk to you. Culture shock. I don't talk to you no more than three months out of the year. And I gotta talk to you every day. San Antonio, you want to see me? I, I be back. <laughs> so it's, it's. I think for a lot of them. Uh, for a lot of them, they either go to the booth or go into coaching to see if that's what they want to do. Yeah, but ain't and nothing you can about, determine him, ain't if nothing about him being in the booth either. God, he ain't. Timmy realized I'd rather be. I'm ready, I'm ready to fade to black. Yeah. St. Croix, come holler. Come holler at me. Come holler at me. <laughs> what you want, boy? <laughs> Twan down College here. football, number seven, Cincinnati, blew out East Carolina 55-7. to seven. They they need to get in. They run the table. No, they they running, need to get in. They running fake fake field goals and fake up 30. kicks. Up thirty. I, I think he went to him and said, "Number one, East Carolina was that was a that was a disrespectful get back game from last year. The other thing too is you have to tell East Carolina after the game, look, this ain't personal. The college football committee most of the times is only going to look at the score. Fifty-five to seventeen. PR going to score too. Public relations, people in general. Yeah, you know what I mean, you can't. The same way I, same way I don't respect Notre Dame for barely beating Florida State as bad as Florida State is, is double that. If I have a close game with Eastern Carolina, Carolina, right? If I'm Cincinnati, they can't, I, they can't win to, thirty to seventeen. They yeah. can't take their foot off the brake and say, yeah. "We up, it's we over." Coming. No, but, you got to. And thing, that's the bad part. But though. my other thing is though, no, it's not the bad part. They, they shouldn't have to. No, other coaches notice. Oh. They, but it's still disrespectful. It's a it's an unwritten rule though. That's but you, all. It, how long we been playing this game know. with getting the bowl? We were playing this game, getting into bowl games. Now we playing this same game to get into the fi- into the final college, four, the college football, football playoff, playoff whatever. Committee. So the the it hasn't changed, especially for it's still style points. Don't nobody fuss with Oklahoma when they beating the brakes off team seventy to seventy, seventy to seven. Right. In the first part of the year, we don't. What we say, we say we know where they get a check. Yeah, right. <laughs> Only time we fuss is when that score, Georgia. I'm gonna use Georgia. Georgia used to schedule Georgia Southern all the time until one year they the, came the, close to the beating. Score them. Was, the score was <laughs> 38-24, and I ain't seen them Eagles on the. <laughs> I ain't seen them Eagles. They want none of that triple option of that Georgia Southern for about ten years. Hey, they went and got Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So. I, I'm, I'm, you, I'm saying that is they all know the politics to the game. Right. So if your team is sorry, and I'm, and stop I stop it, and I know that's one of the other things too. Yeah. If you don't want it to happen yeah. to you, stop. But it. I also know going into a game, I'm playing a ranked team from one of the not the power five. Right. I should expect if it gets out of control, it's going to get, get out of control. <laughs> you know what I mean? But here's my thing with Cincinnati: why I say they should be in. They're averaging um, 40 points a game, which is great. They're only giving up 11. Yeah. So I don't care who you playing. You beating everybody 40 to 11 every single game. I should be in a close game when I play against the big boys. And, who, and, and this year, who knows they could actually win it. Yeah. And I would rather see Cincinnati give a shot than what I know is going to happen to Notre Dame. Because every time they get in, they lose. So why not give it to Cincinnati? At this point, they run the tight. Well, the way Clemson looking, they might Notre Dame might not have to worry about. They gonna get in regardless if they can beat them a second time, but that's yet to be seen. And shout out to Indiana. Uh, now nah, they look to be the truth too. Now they look to be. We'll know against real. Ohio State this weekend. We how real they are. How real they are. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know they beat uh, Penn State. You know I think he didn't score, but the football guys were like, you know what? Give it to them. Yeah. And they went and they mollywalk. 
Michigan State. Michigan State. No, Michigan. Michigan. Then, then Michigan, Michigan State. State. So right. they, beat the, they beat the two brothers. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Michigan, um, they got drilled 49 to 11 by Wisconsin, who barely had a team and a quarterback because of COVID like a couple of weeks ago. Um, Harbaugh. We all know that they are not being Ohio State this year. So where is he going? So this is a foregone conclusion. He he's gonna be gone this year. He ain't going nowhere. He's gonna be a couple of years, couple unless his brother hire him. He's gonna have a couple of years off. I, I I think the I, the only way he gets an NFL job is with the Ravens. That's it. Yeah, so he got to be with yeah. his brother. With his brother as an assistant coach or you know special teams or whatever. Usually you get a feel when they put out there so and so was interested like. Like what what guy said about Dabble coming to the to the to the yeah. NFL with um because of him and uh Trevor Lawrence could be a package but I mean deal. but but the way the way it got presented and then they got asked to him and his answer was I'm not I'm not, he didn't say I'm not looking at the NFL he said right now my focus is on Clemson you see how he worded that. So now when he do leave he can be like I I never said I was trying to come to the NFL I just said my focus my focus. You don't hear them kind of questions about Harbaugh. Well, you heard the questions about Harbaugh, and then you, the next article you see is, ain't nobody in the NFL looking at you. Dang. Not saying there's not an NFL team looking at him, but not as a head coach. So after he gets fired after this year, because Ohio State will beat the brakes off of him, because Ohio State's going to have to put up numbers to make sure that they ensure they have a... Um, they have a... Because um, more than likely it look like they're their championship game is going to be against a, a lesser opponent, right? Right. So, yeah. you know, they got to be undefeated, but they're going to be undefeated at, what, 9-0? Because they're not playing the full... They playing the they're points. not even play, right. playing 10 games. they a game or two less than everybody else. So they're going to beat the brakes off of, Ohio, off of Michigan just to prove to the point that, you know what? We beat our rival. Right. We belong. So even though we 8-0, and I want that number two seed. Because well, number one, still I, think, be, I think Ohio State probably gets five. And here's the problem with that too: I don't see the Big Ten get more than five games in. Where they at now? Two. No, I'm talking about how many games they played so far. Two. Just two games. Well, some of them, I, I take that back. Have no, played no, no. more Big than Big Ten is good because I mean, there's named four games for Indiana. Right. Four. They had about five games. Four. And Ohio State might be at four, but overall they played oh, okay. like five games, right? Yeah. They're at four. Because they're 4 0. Indiana's 4 0. So. And if they keep canceling games, it's going to be less than that. Well, I know. I think there needs to be a minimum. And I know the people don't want to hear that and everything, but it's got to be a minimum. Yeah, seven games. Yeah, Indiana has four. Ohio State only has three. Uh, Maryland Wisconsin only got two. Yeah, Wisconsin, that was only yeah, that second couple game. Games got, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Who knew Northwestern would be 4-0 and leading the Western Conference? I mean, the Western Division. But, yeah, so it's got to be a minimum set of, like, seven, they'll regardless. They'll get three more games in. They'll get, easily get three more games in. Now, it might be three in a row, but they'll get three more games in. They're going to be struggling to get three in. Considering the cases that have caused on? things to be postponed or canceled, yeah. So you got uh, now the only thing they could do is move back the college football playoff, which they'll do to get in a minimum seven games. But again, how can you tell a team that's uh, ten and one that they don't deserve to be in with another team that's seven and zero? Oh? Well, no one's gonna play more than ten games across the board. 
SEC could, Alabama could, if they they could have eleven games possibly. In totality, including the playoffs, but not regular season. If they played a conference championship, they probably could. What's Alabama right now? They six and zero. They ain't even five more. Yeah, games they six and zero. They ain't five more games on the schedule. There's three more games on the schedule for Alabama. Should it be four? I thought I thought the SEC gonna ten games. Regular season game. They yeah, have, they have but, the extra one, which is the um, conference championship. But you got game. you got teams like Auburn and Missouri, who, I mean Auburn and Mississippi State, who had to cancel the game because of COVID. They're not making that game up. With the postponed game, um, Alabama got four more games with the postponed. With with ten, yeah, yeah, ten. So, so you add the one extra, that'll be the eleven for the game. conference championship game. If they play it all out. Well, and here and here comes some of the problems. Auburn Mississippi State may not have to play that game because neither one of them will be running, will for, be the running for the SEC championship, yeah, yeah. right? So they may not need to play for that the West, game on the West side. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Alabama may or may not need to play their makeup game to, based on the schedule and where they are now. You 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 got to play as many as the team behind you, which is Texas A&M, which is five and one. So there needs to be well, they have the head to head, so that won't even matter at that point. Nine games. At max is what you're going to get out of the SEC. I mean, you can get more, but I mean, nine games is what is needed to clear all the dust right. as far as. But Florida is leading the East. Right. With and the so, head-to-head. With the head-to-head with Georgia or whatever. So, Florida, I mean, they only need to get to eight games at this point. If Probably. you had any more cancellations. They only need to get to eight games, and you would still have a clear-cut winner of the East right. because of the head-to-head they've already you know, played against Georgia. Speaking of the East, your boy Muschamp is gone from South Carolina. Should have never been hired. Why <laughs> oh, you don't like Will Muschamp, man? I don't like nobody that comes from that that, that saving tree defensive coordinator and the, the, it's proven to me, proven time and time again, he skips two chapters with his coaches. I don't know what it is, but them boys don't. He don't tell them everything. He don't tell them everything. He skips. He skips two chapters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rick shaking his head. <laughs> Listen, tell oh. me, am I lying? He skipped two chapters. If the if the book is twelve chapters, two of them he ain't, they ain't getting the final <laughs> chapter, and there's a chapter in between. He rushes through. He, <laughs> That's the class he take on Zoom. <laughs> they, don't, they don't get the in they person. Don't get everything. They don't. They don't know everything. Uh, let's go NFL before we get out of here. Um, well, I'm hot. What's your Bears gonna do tonight? Uh, we got a new core. Uh, well, Nagy, sorry, behind us, turned over the play calling to um, the OC. Seven to three right now. Vikings. End of the first quarter. Vikings. What your boys gonna do? 23-17 Bears. 23-17? They don't stop the run. <laughs> no, nah, we don't. They don't stop the run. You got to stop Davin Cook somehow. Hey, when you can't stop the run, that makes Cousins look like he's... he's The second coming. He's, but he's 0-9 on Monday night. He's going to be 1-10. He's going to be 1-10 tonight. Davin Cook gonna get about one sixty on the ground. Talking about, he gonna um, get now. Nah, he'll, he'll probably get like one twenty five and two touches, but because he gonna get over hundred yards, that makes the play action. You know what I mean? That 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 frees up. You keep Cousins from only throwing the ball twenty two times, because anything over twenty three is two picks. It's two picks. And so the ball's protected. Talking about running the football, how about Tampa Bay? Uh, close game in the first half, and then they went on to win forty six twenty three. 
because they ran the what football. What I told you all about Bruce Aarons. That's what I say. I told you I don't trust Bruce Aarons. I don't when trust you run him. the ball, good things happen. It's called football. Good it things it happen. Football is what, 125 <laughs> years old? How, how old is football? 100 years old. And they were running from day one. 100 years old. I could close my eyes, and if you tell me the teams that run the ball and stop the run, I can at least guarantee you all those teams are in the playoffs. Listen, <laughs> my problem with um, I understand it was the weather last night. Good game. Congratulations to uh, Patriots and Cam and winning in that torrential downpour. What did they do? But, they, you know, they ran the ball. But I'm surprised at – I know Calais Campbell went out, but I'm surprised at the Ravens for not being able to stop the run. You see this all day in practice. Like, you have one of the top five running offenses in football. What are you doing in practice that you don't stop them? That you can't stop the run, and you got one of the most dynamic quarterbacks of all time. Especially so when, what? How does that not translate and, to you stopping a team on the other side of the ball and, that and, runs well? And I can understand if a team comes in at that's pass happy and they spread the ball around, and you know they do that. But in practice, you go up against one of the best teams that run the football. On the opposite side, yeah. And, and, how does that not translate and, to and, I mean, to being I, able to stop the run? Harbaugh is having a bad week. All the brothers, the brothers that had a bad week. But the hard balls. Hard balls. But I, I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you on that. I just think to amplify your point even more, especially when you know you're dealing with a team that doesn't have a dynamic wide receiver. That, no, dynamic one at all. <laughs> I'm just, they ain't got well, a wide receiver just, at all. I'm just being. <laughs> you trying to be nice? I try to be nice. They ain't got I, a wide receiver at all. I try to be nice. Burkhead nice. called a touchdown from the wide receiver. Throw it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that was uh, the other guy. He threw it to Burkhead, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The running back caught it. So I mean, that's so, what they do. Um, but, I don't but, understand it. Again, I think sometimes you notice though, Harbaugh. Some for some reason he has a problem when he goes up against um against um, Belichick against Belichick. You know what I mean? I think that just that just I got that just just what it is. Um, but Arizona what, Cardinals game. Came down to the very last play, and I said that there was something in that game that was more surprising than the end of the play. Can y'all believe that Larry Fitzgerald dropped the pass? He has not dropped a pass since 2018. He didn't drop it to the ground, pushed it up. I mean, the ball but hit the ground. But think about that. At the wide, res- wide receiver position, he has not dropped a pass since 2018. He didn't drop it. The other dude caught it, so it never hit the ground. <laughs> but even st- – I know. That is – Crazy! Now, I'm not taking anything away from D Hop and the amazing catch, but he has not dropped a pass. In two and that was years. a bad pass. You look and at it, right. it was down. So and think low. about all the other you bad know? passes that he yeah. has held on to. Yeah. He hasn't dropped one at all. And that one took a, a freak of nature. Like he had, he had it came down to the ground, came yeah. down for hit his forearm, popped up perfectly to the guy. You know what I mean? Now so. the Jordan brand need to go ahead and make the commercial. Um, with the gloves, if you want to make a catch, you got to be the Jordan well, brand. Because it showed um, the Hopkins, the Jumpman logo on his glove, and the other um, Buffalo Bills had Adidas glove yeah. and a Nike glove. So two things happened. Also, that catch solidified old boy never being hired again. Um, Bill, Bill O'Brien. He ain't never being hired. You let that go? D-Hop is, I, we always said, one of the best wide receivers in football, period, because he's always been healthy. Not taking away from Julio being great, but Julio always stays hurt. Mm-hmm. He's the CP3 of of basketball. Yeah. He is so always if, something, right? 
Uh, and two or, two or three and up. Two or three and up, right. Can you believe that? Awesome. But he's still managing games, That's though. That's fine. Three and up. He's a winner. I, I'm just glad that the hip is healthy. You know, healthy, right. No, I'm just saying it's a good move because they were with Fitzgerald. I think they'd be one and two. <laughs> Nobody talking about Pittsburgh undefeated. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. Never had a losing season. Coach of the year. Yeah, he's coach of the year. Yeah. Follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on uh, Facebook. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Back here next Monday. On WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Peace. What's up, WBL? Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.